Hello, Eloise. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm quite well. The, the weather is cooling down and my little bird is shoved up into my sweater. He's so adorable. <laughs> I guess hey, the cold air. <laughs> I can't even see him. In your sweater. He's in my sweater. He's so <laughs> sweet. He's rolled up in the sweater, kind of like taking in the heat, I guess. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, we're on number 53. Oh, my. Wow. A year, everybody. <laughs> Oh, geez, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's amazing how, you know, that there's a little bit of calm and and uh, shifting in our energy, being able to be more, um, uh, I don't know, uh, kind of in the, in the flow of things. I, rem- I remember last year it was so, uh, so choppy and difficult and uh, yeah, it's so different. Even just the way I'm talking now, just being myself more rather than kind of tuning into what I traditionally tune into is like um, the lecturer or the the uh, practitioner. I don't know about you, but does it feel, uh, yeah. like, it feel different? Like we're more uh, more colloquial, I guess, more ourselves in some ways. Does we're it sound just like... chatting. <laughs> just chatting. So we're going <laughs> to see i mean it's going to be interesting to see what changes there's a yeah. there's well, we a guy on youtube called pewdiepie and this oh, guy yes, he lives near me oh he does yeah lives down the road no Randomly. kidding <laughs> no kidding i didn't know he lived there well i went well, to go knock yeah. on his door this well, guy randomly, yeah. this guy just hit a hundred million subscribers bonkers isn't it yeah first person to to achieve yeah. that he's he's like a kid right he's like 30 years oh yeah old. he's really yeah he just got married so he did he got yeah. married so it's really interesting how congratulations things... if you're listening yeah, yeah congratulations beauty pie like <laughs> amazing like it just it just this just watching him as a young kid he was showing how he got there um if you go yeah. online and see his his uh second to last video i think um and he he was just talking about how he started and it was kind of awkward and you know not good quality or whatever and then the, you know the quality of his videos and his, his yeah. stuff now it's just amazing amazing like what you know brilliant kudos to you PewDiePie like, yeah and he gives a load of money to charity he's quite a good guy so he's had a bit of controversy but yeah yeah I think I think anyone who's in the you know that's one of the things I find that um probably made this um these podcasts a little unnerving is how many people you're speaking to uh, who's going to listen who's going to troll you who's going to uh, be triggered by you or us i mean uh, mm. you know and and what we're saying and so it, it always makes sense to me that uh, you would start and not that many people would come because you need to handle um, the critiques yeah. I get some critiques uh, from a friend they're good critiques you know I take them under advisement that kind of thing but who knows what will you know what could transpire especially when you're not feeling secure about what you're doing right because I don't yeah. I, you know what when we started it's like I don't know what we're doing I don't know what's happening <laughs> uh, it's, it's just we're doing right uh, yeah it's so interesting 
It is interesting. I'm thinking about, I used to do hospital radio and things when I was young mm-hmm. and radio at university and stuff. And the, they always train you to imagine you're just talking to one person. Yes. Um, I only imagine I'm talking to you, but yeah. you still feel <laughs> the energy of everyone else yeah. who's out there. So we can't kind of ignore that, that energy. No, we're, we're in. too sensitive now. <laughs> it's hugely yeah. impacting, I find. I find it really, really impacts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, just it, it, it's all very fascinating. This whole process, and you've been a great guide for me in understanding what to do because, you know, my head would go into space. Now I got to make this. Now we got to make it perfect, and um, that created some tension. And you're, you're always so clear on just do it, and we'll figure out where we're going. Right. And, and I have to thank you enormously for that. Um, I do still have, you know, if anyone listens to Jordan Peterson, you know, you've got to be um, careful with your word. And that's one thing that always comes to mind, but it's no longer in that perfectionist way. I can be careful with my word, but I can also be responsible. And I can also say, yes, I made a mistake. You yeah. Know? Or maybe I didn't think about that clearly enough or haven't even figured it out yet. So, you know, the input will help me figure it out. And then also we need discernment as to, you know, who's trolling, right? Or who's just um, upset through their filters. I think filters are uh, really important to be aware of because well, there's no way we can please everyone. Um, yeah. we, we know we're, we're going to trigger people and we know a lot of people are going to enjoy it and, and support us in our thinking to, to figure things out. So. Yeah. Um, thank you to all of you who actually do yeah. do give us that commentary and you're really helping us out. And when you help us out, uh, it does help you, right? Because we get to use our, our wisdom, use our knowledge, uh, two very different things, right? Our wisdom and our knowledge mm. to be able to come to uh, more and more conclusions about, yeah, what is it that we're doing in this podcast? I mean, originally we're we're talking about uh tarot right this is what we've been linking to so the linking everything to and in the tarot uh one of the things that in in my work with people the first thing that that usually people want and even when they're learning is to um tell the future right and you you can't you can't predict the future yet if you look at actuaries, they estimate probabilities of risk, right? Yeah. So that's kind of when are you going to die? Yeah, that's kind of fortune telling, right? Yeah. Um, we look at um, yeah, there you can make a prediction politically who's going to win, and it's not necessarily based in the the statistics like so and so is getting so many votes, right? You you don't necessarily. Uh, predict that way you're looking at all the predictors um so it's the same with the tarot we we put a a reading and probably the best way is to have someone reflect back what the cards mean but that's not traditionally what a reader does we're we're picking up the 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 left brain is has all the knowledge of what these cards mean and the right brain intuits like you could have one card and there are a million different aspects in there, but our intuition will 
say, okay, this part is what you need to look at. And you do. It's all like, you don't know if you're right or wrong. Uh, you just know that your intuition is quite strong. Like with, with me, when I, when I find something uh, like weird things that have happened over the years, meaning very strong predictions, like you're going to get pregnant uh, at this point in time. You know, I look at things like that. And when it comes out of my mouth, I go, wow, you know, how am I saying this? But I always leave a grain of salt. This is the most probable thing that's going to occur uh, according to the energy I'm reading for you, the energy I'm reading from the cards. So in this particular instance that I'm thinking of is this girl who I said, look, there's a three week period that's highly likely you'll get pregnant. I remember it was December. I don't remember which year. And she does get pregnant yeah. oh. and does call me up and said, why didn't you warn me? And I said, well, if you listen to your audio, <laughs> I did. No, you should have been more emphatic. Like, wow you know did she want to get pregnant yeah exactly that that's that's the next question that comes up right so yeah. when i think of it well maybe you did want to get pregnant and you know how many predictions were there in the reading there weren't that many i mean i don't make a ton of predictions um it, it just looks at your energy and whatever energy you have today is likely going to be the energy for tomorrow so if, yeah. if if you have a period where your money is low and you get really worried and frenetic and you bite your nails and you uh, sit there with a really bad attitude and say, oh, my God, how's the money going to come? Well, you know, likely you'll do that the next time. Yeah, the money will come in. And then the next time it's likely. So when I'm working with the tarot, let's point this out that this is not working for you. Yeah, let's point out look, that, that you you worry about the money and then it comes anyway. So, you know, why are you, well, not why are you, but maybe it's something to consider that you don't necessarily need to uh, sit around and worry. That's the point where you would sit around and go, okay, is there something I can do? Uh, what's something, we did that whole series on uh, discipline dedication, determination, and of course, your attitude. So it's just, yeah. I have a good attitude. So let's see, you know, maybe something creative will come and you're using your brain in a very, very different way. Now that brings me to, there's a lot to talk about in the subject, which I'd really like to continue talking about when it comes to the tarot, um, because I'd like to, uh, you know, kind of go through again, um, yes, we're looking at probability. That's one thing. There's a probability, especially when you say something and the person agrees. It's like, well, it's more probable you would do it again. Yeah. Uh, I have one client who uh, comes for a reading on uh, the stock market and he wants to know what the <laughs> stock market looks like. And uh, so far, I have predicted all of the times he was going to lo lose a lot of money. Yeah. And he's always surprised. Like, I didn't listen to you. I'm like, well, you know, it's really hard. It's really hard to listen to someone. You're you're in your life. You need to figure out in yourself what it is you're doing. So if you're coming for the reading and you know July, you're going to lose a lot of money. You start looking at what's my behavior like. You know, what am I? What am I thinking? Um, why am I not? Um, you know, just stepping back when I see the market's not working, I see I'm stressed, I see I'm doing all these things. Because there's a particular 
I've tried to point out that in this particular person, there's a particular behavior pattern he goes into. So the moment he starts losing, he he just keeps trying and trying and trying and trying and uh, loses, loses again, right? Mm. Instead of, hey, I made my loss. Let me, you know, cut my losses before I continue. Yeah. So, you know, many times we agree. He agrees. I guess that's exactly what I do. So very, very, very interesting what we do. So it's the same with relationships. It's the same with, um, yeah, money, relationships, career goals, all of that, having that negative attitude. And in a way, that's what we're looking at in the tarot. Then there's another level where every point of our lives is a particular story. It's your personal story. It's a personal myth that you have that should transmute into wisdom because you're making your mistakes, which we have to do. All of us need to make those mistakes. And then we have a tiny death that occurs because you have to let that part of you fade. But that part of you that keeps making the same mistake over and over again is the one you think that keeps you secure because those ways of behaving have kept your life the way it is, right? Yes. So here, here's your life. It's a certain way. It's been working. Yes, you worry about money or you uh, go on a lot of days. Hey, I have a lot of dates. I go with guys. It's them, not me, right? All these different aspects. Am I saying too many things, Eloise, or is it is it kind of coming together? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so then then the next thing is if you're if you're reading for someone, you're finding the story. So you could come to a point where, hey, you're living Cinderella's story. Hey, you're living Hera story with Zeus, right? Like uh, your husband cheats on you and Hera gets wild with revenge and and turns Echo into a mountain and um, or no, actually gets Echo gets her name because nobody can um, nobody hears her voice, I think. And so she's she can only mimic what everyone else says. So they think it's just their their echo or who is it or mm. and the person says who is it like let's say somebody says who's there echo would say who's there right and that would go so she can't communicate and then eventually melts and turns into a mountain and that's where echo comes from it's a great uh, great story and yeah. i'm not going to go into all the details at the minute but sometimes you're just constantly echoing your own um your own behavior so when you when you look at, let's say, the next guy or the next girl that you're dating, you keep hearing the same thing over and over again, but you're not communicating. So you could be in that story, right? Yeah. It could be where something has occurred. And what's that? You know, I look at that. What is that vengeance Hera would have had on you? So what is it I have been doing that gives me my own? Um, there's the vengeance or resentment that keeps occurring within myself so you get to look at it so if you're in that part of the story of your life interesting right you get to see how how you have behaved badly or or a mistake a mistake is better to say it's not so much behave badly making mistakes and sometimes it could be behaving badly right um mm -hmm. it's just an example but you don't know what that is until you you realize what um, what you're able to work through and transmute into wisdom. And when that transmutation occurs, 
there is a death, a, a, a little death. Part of you dies. And that is a huge moment in life that a part of you dies because you, um, you might try to keep it or yeah. you might say, okay, I'm just going through death and I have to go through my mourning and my grieving process. And a lot of people skip that grieving process. I think you always do really well with your grieving process. <laughs> Would you like to yeah. talk about how well you do with your grieving? <laughs> really well. I am quite instant with grieving. Um, I was saying to Terry ann I, <laughs> I got rid of a car this morning and they came to pick it up and like we were doing all the paperwork and everything and that was done and then I said goodbye to the guy that was dealing with it and the lads in the van and then I went bye car and he looked at me as if I was weird for like referring to the car as well and I was walking down the street and I was just crying and I'm gonna start crying talking about it now it's like just that grieving process of you know that car I've had for four years you know even though it spends most of its time outside obviously in the rain um <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare at times um there's still grief there it's really but it's great to kind of get that out of the system and like when I say goodbye to people I always cry and my brother-in-law has <laughs> finally got used to it now <laughs> it's like a, we finish a course or like anything ends quite often I will just cry and it's just that moment of almost reflection and and letting it go um before moving on it's interesting got very efficient at it very efficient is right yeah I you know I I I don't necessarily do it with uh, any car. I've had quite a few cars that was like, okay, bye, and uh, have a good time being crushed, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, they're on their last legs. This one was being crushed. Yeah. And then, uh, but, um, you know, the, I really relate to the ending of a course. There's a, um, the the work that we do is so personal and, transformative not for only the the student but us as teachers there's so much transformation and that transformation is obviously in tarot is the death card so yeah. you're you're transforming your understanding i think every time i teach the tarot um something transforms with a student right so once once our tarot uh, courses are set up and people go on and they um, yeah. help us out we will constantly be dying to the old and making something new and it'll come out differently of course because our thinking will be better our understanding and including what I mentioned about PewDiePie our quality will be better our lighting will be better our you know because life is going to keep transforming and you know people yeah. will start saying oh okay we really want to pay you for this and encourage you to to do more and then we would be able to buy some lights or you know soundproof a room better or whatever needs to go on right yeah i already have lights i'm very exciting i'm posh oh really send me a photo yeah. of you. i've got a little light you're actually hooked up to my phone and it's uh i don't know it's about five four inches in diameter so yeah. you know it, it does help out um with the the wrinkles right 
<laughs> kind of smooths Never out. Never get it at the right angle for the double chin, though. <laughs> yeah, that that double chin angle is a little uh, a little harder to deal with, right? Uh, especially when you're aging and you have a little waddle, right? It's like, where's that waddle gonna go? <laughs> and then you kind of go, okay, there's my aging. That's hilarious. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, we just kind of, I mean, I obviously brought up a lot of subjects. Eloise and I really wanted to talk about grieving, but it really yeah. seemed to me that what was so important is that we are always having this little death. It's, you know, it's also in orgasm, right? Some people cry. Yeah. And the French yeah. call it a petit mort, a little death. And it's true because the orgasm is affiliated with Kundalini and Kundalini kind of cleans out whatever's going in the body. So when there's an orgasm, it's going in the body, which is really funny. I have a little, my little bird who is now cuddled into my, into the neck of my sweater, totally cuddled in there. Um, but he goes every morning to this bunny rabbit and does his business there, you know, <laughs> and has a little, and I'm like, well, good for him. He's very healthy. And, uh, yeah. You know, he's expressing got a, he's his got sexual a, energy. Yeah. He's got a good sex life with this bunny. And, mm. uh, um, but somebody showed me how to clean it so it stays nice and fluffy and oh, <laughs> so it's all fresh today. And, I was uh, beginning to worry if it was going to start smelling soon. Um, nope, is all clean. I, yeah, good. Um, so like grief for me, it's loss, and I I always feel it's like a constant emotion because it's like we're always grieving for the last moment before we make way for the next one. It does feel like a constant, ever-flowing thing. Obviously, some things you grieve about more and some moments more than others. But yeah, it's, I'm that wondering if, if that's a, a pathology as well. Um, I'm just wondering. I have no yeah. idea now. Please, no Yeah, one... no, I don't know. It's yeah. something I've been thinking about, but... Yeah, something that yes, I you know you could look at it that way, but then it's then I feel like we're thinking too much, and then if we're thinking and there's an emotion with the thinking, then it's too much. If I actually lose something, because there's just this constant, um, if if we're grieving every moment, then we're living in grief, which, woof, I, I find that really heavy. So, yeah, but uh, no, I feel it the other way. It's uh -huh. like we're just letting go constantly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does make sense. But I think if we're letting go, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I'd have to really sit and I don't ponder know. that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can ponder that one. <laughs> can ponder that one or kind of, yeah. I, th I think as most people live in the past or the future, and you don't want to be living in either. You want the wisdom of the past of your mistakes to um, be part of your present. You don't want to just forget the past, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that happened, but I don't really um, recognize that. So I'm going to keep repeating, which is not good for us. Or if we live only in the future, um, yeah, we're not, we don't, we don't actually see what we need to do now. There can be this sort of pathological grieving about what you don't have. I yeah. know that moment went by and I don't have this and I don't have that and I didn't. So yeah, I agree with that. But if I'm living with what is, what about joy, right? 
Yeah. You know, what about the I'm in I'm in this moment of what is and I'm seeing what is. I don't necessarily experience the passing of a moment unless I go into my thoughts. Yeah. It's just another angle. So, you know, because if I look at someone, not in your case, but, you know, someone who is constantly grieving something or grieving that they're aging or grieving, it seems to me like a pathology that they're not Mm -hmm. actually experiencing what is. Okay, so what? My body's older. All right. Like I mentioned before, I got a waddle. Okay. But if I sit around grieving every moment, the loss of, you know, my skin texture, or yeah. um, it seems to me that I'm thinking, I don't need, I, 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 I don't need, but I would be under the spell of my thoughts. So again, I'm just kind of, I'm just considering what you said. If I'm thinking about the moment that's lost, if I, if I'm grieving and I go, oh, it's because that moment's lost. Mm. Um, then I live in that grief, whereas there's so much joy. Is it, you know, it's also that expansion of the present. Yeah. Right. Can it, we expand that that time and and we're? It feels like an expansion, actually. I don't know if we're we're actually doing it, but it feels like time expands if I'm dealing with what is. Yes. Yeah. So just something to ponder. We're just you know kind of throwing things out there, which is my thoughts. And um, I find it really, yeah. I, you know, in, in some ways, if I think about it, I agree with you that I, yeah, I'm, lose, I'm losing a moment each time. But if I'm not thinking about it, do I experience the loss of that moment? That's what I'm asking myself. That's, it, that's back to, can you hear a tree fall if there's no one there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. yeah. It is a bit, yeah. Uh... And I really think we don't. You know, if the tree falls, then yeah, whatever. There's, no one, to, there's yeah. no one there to observe it, so it didn't then happen. It, it didn't happen, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't happen. So it's the same if I'm not observing the loss of every moment. It's it's not happening. So, um, yeah, grief, grief obviously is a letting go, and we need to be doing that. I kind of think of it as all day long I'm experiencing different emotions, and I want that because we know in Chinese medicine that the mm. lungs and the colon are linked. So the lungs are breathing, goes through the diaphragm into our colon, and the colon lets it all go. And that needs to be yeah. operating all day long with everything yeah. we're doing. We just need that constant letting go. So in a way, you could interpret that, as you said, as a grieving process. But at the same time, it feels like a joyful process. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. We maybe grief isn't always sobbing and unhappiness. It's like me crying when I'm walking down the road because my car's gone. I'm not feeling sad. No. Do you know what I mean? No. I'm not feeling. No. Um, obviously, if someone passed that you know I loved and I was, well, even then I don't know if there's that much sadness sometimes. And I know it's a that's a different emotion. It is but right? that that sense of grief and like it's almost like we have a belief that that is a I don't know an uncomfortable thing or painful yeah those are two very vastly different words right yeah people often say to me I feel uncomfortable 
like, well, what the heck does that mean? Is your skirt too tight? You know, are your <laughs> socks binding up on you? You know, what, what is that discomfort that one is experiencing? But then when you say, I'm in pain, whether it's psychic pain or physical pain, that's a completely different story, right? Yeah. You know, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm, in, I'm uncomfortable in this um, experience, right? Like, well, I was talking, you know, bringing up the when we started the podcast. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. I was not comfortable at all. But it doesn't really give anybody any information, right? There's an awkwardness. There's a, a sense of, um, oh, maybe there's excitement, and fear and enthusiasm and all those things going together. So you're not in your, uh, well, as we say, comfort zone, uh, but, not but. What am I trying to say, Eloise? Do you get what I'm trying to say? I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, because uncomfortable can, yeah. well, I, my sense of uncomfortable seeing the usage of that word and then you went uncomfortable and said pain it oftentimes you're uncomfortable with something but it's not a problem my socks are binding up let me push it yeah down. yeah you know uh, i'm not comfortable yes. doing the podcast yeah it's not really comfy i'm awkward i'm strange but i'm not in pain yet yeah. some people use the word uncomfortable but they really mean there's psychic oh, pain going on yeah and they're not even looking at it Right. So if you're not even looking at your psychic pain, it's going to keep coming up and di disrupting you. So uncomfortable is one thing. Pain is another. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm just saying oftentimes people say uncomfortable when they really mean I'm I'm experiencing extreme pain. Right. So if somebody's an introvert and they're in a crowd and they really want to relate to everyone, but they're an introvert, it might be painful to them if they cannot um, speak to anyone, right? I've done so, yeah. so many different sessions with different people on this. And once they just, you know, do a session where they look and go, it's okay to be an introvert. It's just okay. Like nobody, they think people are judging them, looking at them funny. They think they're, they're in a lot of psychic pain. But once they realize, oh, I'm just an introvert, they're an extrovert, I'm an introvert. And then there's a lot of people in between. Yeah. Oh, and once they realize that, they're like, okay, I'm okay with me. Oh, yeah. so some of the, the, the thing that made them uncomfortable was really pain. This painful self-abnegation and self-criticism and resentment of themselves. And when that dissipates, they might be uncomfortable in the situation because they might have to say hello or shake hands, but hey, I'm not in pain anymore. I can do it. Mm. I can do it. It's a little uncomfortable, but I can do it. But I can do it. Yeah. So like we were doing the podcast, it was uncomfortable. Sometimes it is uncomfortable, but I can do it anyway. I'm not in psychic pain. I'm not running yeah. around going, oh my God, what have I done? It's like, no, I'm here. I'm stepping in my adulthood and I can take responsibility for what I've said. I can take responsibility for the mistakes and move forward. Whereas I think, you know, 30 years ago, I wouldn't be so apt to saying that, right? 40 years ago. 
I would have thought, hey, you know, I don't want to say anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. There's a big, there's a hugely different energy to talking to someone and then talking to someone while you're recording yourself. It, there is a big difference. A big difference. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really and it's interesting too. I, I'm wondering now, saying that, you know, that we have these phones that can send out you know, what you're doing very quickly, mm. right? You can just, uh, you know, videotape anyone and you're in a public space. Now you're, you're online, right? Yeah. It's amazing. It's just amazing that this is going on. So, you know, I keep wondering, you know, if there are video cameras everywhere like they do in China, what would happen to us energetically? We're going to feel that. So, we're definitely yeah. going to behave differently, especially that, um, well, I don't want to talk about this too much. I think people know about it. But if that occurs here and we're videotaped every, everywhere, how's it going to feel? Like the moment you see your speed camera, right? Yeah. You, you behave differently. You might look at, you look immediately at your speed. You go, oh, I need to go down, you know, five clicks. I need yeah. to slow down, make sure I'm at the right speed. Um, you might travel the speed of traffic and maybe we all get tickets, who knows? Um, but <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Our behavior will change the moment we're photographed. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people That's... try to, it's interesting, a lot of people have tried to photograph me and they, they get so angry there. Every time, even when you're not paying attention, I, I pick up the camera, you do something to make it blurry or, you know, your arm goes up and blocks <laughs> you. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know why that happens you can get a photograph of me obviously but i mean the minute i'm sensing it even if i don't know they're doing it um oftentimes you know i move it's really interesting yeah you know especially in you know private settings when we're doing courses and stuff i'm more open to that because it's necessary yeah i've tried photographing you from the back of a room before <laughs> oh yeah it didn't work well it did <laughs> Only occasionally. <laughs> Only occasionally, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing. You can really, because you and I are sensitive, right? We can really feel uh, that energy. So I kind of find that so bizarre that we would be filmed everywhere. It would just be so weird, right? Tap yeah. cameras on every, you know, street and everything you're doing and whatever you're saying, all of that's recorded. And there's, uh, yeah, it's difficult energetically. It's really, really tough. You know, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, that's when I'll um, go to uh, a shop for Muslims that Muslims go to and get a burqa. <laughs> why not? You know, like, no, just grab a sheet and put it over yeah. me. You know, like, why not do just that? Just be a right? Halloween ghost all year. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah exactly a halloween ghost well, you could be the local ghost lady you, know, you see how many people they find it so interesting that antifa hides their faces right yeah you know and it's like well you know yeah it's it's kind of creepy and scary but at the same time uh yeah it's like do we need to be photographed obviously maybe for them it's because they're going to commit violent acts but uh doesn't matter right even if you're just going shopping, why should someone be recording you? 
it's very weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah. Health is safety, safety, safety. Well, that, I, yeah, it is ultimately a safety, but yeah. the energy constricts you um, dying all the time, right? Because we, we need to die. Yeah. And, and if we're constantly uh, observed with checks and balances, how can I make some mistakes in my life and grow and learn? Yeah. I'm just going to be um, acting the way uh, the rest of the world wants me to act, which is exactly the, you know, diametrically opposed to exactly our work, which is to give each person their self-expression and allow them to be free to make a mistake, take responsibility for it and, and transform through it and have that little death. Right? Yeah. Uh, but if you can't do that, Wow, right? Wow, what's going to happen yeah. to us as a bunch of people? We're just going to become robotic. You know, parts of the brain will shut down. Dharmic mm. living would shut down. Section seven of our thalamus, that dharmic yeah. living, that would shut down. It would start to atrophy, right? The, the balance between the left and right hemisphere, would that be free to explore? No, it would get contracted. It would, you know, tie up in knots uh parts of the brain would become defunct right it's so interesting to kind of look at it this way and see you know may, might not be really healthy it's going to create a populace that um and what's interesting is um what is it within the individual that accepts it because i don't think i need to get up and you know at my age with legs that don't work and start, you know, picketing or putting up signs and running around parliament. I don't even think that works. I don't think creating attention is going to work. But me, myself taking responsibility for all of my actions, um, as Jordan Peterson and so many people say, clean up your room. You know, yeah. make sure your life is organized and you will influence the world. I, that's the the energy I've always come from. No, you don't need to run around yelling and screaming and saying you're doing it wrong because you're not exactly doing anything that way. You're still part contributing to the conflict. Mm. So do, no, I don't need, I can create the energy that people like. Um, well, I can create the energy that is responsible and um, make my mistakes and die um, each time I make a mistake and transmute that. And as I do that, I am changing the world, which is the, the same energy as if somebody is observing me, my behavior changes, right? Yeah. Um, and all of we're going to feel the energy, et cetera. So if I live in a way that I, um, I don't do that, you know, I don't, you know, allow myself to be observed or no. No, that's not how it works. It's taking responsibility for, I don't want to be observed that way. I want to live freely. I want nature to be around me. I don't want cameras around me. Yeah. So I don't be photographed while I'm crying walking down the road. I, well, I, you know, not even that, you know. It's you, a personal moment. Yeah, you know. It's just even if you're just casually strolling, it's, it's yeah. your moment. It's, it's you being in the world. And if you're, you're videotaped, 
again, it's just going to change your energy. Yeah. It's going to change what you wear. You know, it's going to change how you act. Some people might, you know, obviously they'll pe- people will rebel against it, but yeah. we know that rebelling against it also causes a problem. So what is it I can do? That's so in my life, you know, creating the space I like, um, having, uh, making my life the way I would like it to be. And that energy also influences my neighbor. So we moved into a poorer neighborhood in, in Montreal. And, oh. you know, all we do is say, we've said, okay, we're going to fix up our property, make it beautiful. And so everyone else has a beautiful property. And now what's happening is it's, it's starting to clean up on the main roads. So all of a sudden I went by and I was like, oh, wow, that restaurant just changed and the awning is beautiful. Then this, this, yeah. this little barbershop opened called Retro and it's really beautiful. And then there was this really gross like ice cream shop and everything. that whole building was redone. And I went, wow, in such a short period of time, our whole neighborhood is changing. Like just completely transforming, right? So... If, if it was a mess and if it wasn't changing, I would need to leave. But every day it's getting nicer and better and I can feel that joy and bliss, etc. And it's enjoyable. So my, my feeling of my neighborhood is, is happening. Of course, we, sometimes we have to be patient. It didn't happen overnight, but as we transformed, like now I sit in my house and it's getting better and better. Still, we've got, you know, a building going on, but you can feel more comfortable. It's organized. It took a while to get it there. I moved things all over the place. I kept moving and moving. And finally, it's got an energy that moves better. I'm not saying perfectly because we've got extra furniture that's going to go in the, in the space we're building, but it's been designed where there's enough uh, chi moving through the room. And, yeah. and I keep moving things. So as that happens, and I'm finally really comfy, cozy, and my body is is kind of getting stronger. I still can't walk very far, but it, um, it's stronger, you know, because I can work out, but I can't walk. So I go out now and I go, my neighborhood's improving as I am. So it's so cool. I, I yeah. I can't tell you because people don't actually, they go, I don't believe what you're saying, right? They'll go, I don't, but try it. Clean up your room, start to clean up your life. Stop being, you know, resentful. And if you don't know how to do that, my God, there's so many people, you know, there's Eloise and I right here talking. And then you don't like us, man, we can refer you to a ton of people <laughs> yeah. and you find the person you like and, the people we know are not necessarily like us, you know, so you can, you can find what you need. Um, you can look around in your world. You can look at acupuncturists, physios. You can look at uh, all different kinds of energy workers from body talk to Reiki to tarot, you know, which is what yeah. we're doing here is, you know, one of the big things I love about tarot is it, it, that story that you're in, whichever story, there's something you need to learn. And 
if that resentment is there, or if you're not able to go and make the mistake and figure out how to get out of it, you're going to be stuck. Well, so is your house, so is your job, so is everything else going to be stuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, oh. uh, yeah, it's just trying it out, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I say try it out because um, I'm thinking of the people who don't believe it. It's, it's a law of the universe that that works. It is yeah. clear through examples in history that it works. And I think I've brought this up before. Alexander Solzhenitsyn wrote what was going on in the gulags. He memorized it, came out, wrote a, it's a over a thousand page book on what was happening there. And it brought down the Iron Curtain. Yeah. You know, that was the catalyst for everybody to go, what? What they're showing us when we go visit Russia is not what Russia's like. No, it's not. Oh. This is what's really going on. Yeah. They're killing people. They're they're doing all these crazy things, right? You know, the, yeah. the veil is so easy to look at, right? Mm. You know, I even, I even noticed that people from North America, I've noticed this from a kid. You know, I'd go to Greece. Greece was very, very rudimentary at that time. You know, there were many, you know, not toilets all around. There were no amenities. You you, you didn't find a McDonald's. You didn't find any of those things. You know, there was uh, Greek fast food, which was souvlaki. You could just stop off and yeah. buy a stick of souvlaki or a, a cheese pie or whatever. Those That was their fast food, you know. Um, but you're not going to go around finding, you know, necessarily a burger, right? Yeah. So, um, so people would go and say, you know, where's the McDonald's or why is there only a hole <laughs> in the ground? So we do the same thing, right? We have this, this perspective of ours on how things should be. And that's also a little depth to realize, no, not everything's the same. Yeah. Not, not everything's it's the same. Yeah. And now it is becoming the same, which is too bad, right? I know, that's a shame. I, when I went traveling around Europe back in 2000 for a month, I got so upset because everywhere I went, there was a Tesco's and a McDonald's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's like we're getting this on running joke. No, <laughs> it really Tesco's. is. It's disappointing. I arrive in a city, right, within five seconds, I bet I could find a Tesco's and a McDonald's. It's, no. it's really disappointing. I mean, going, to Greece, going to Greece feels like I'm <laughs> in Europe. I don't feel the same uh, way as I did. Uh, I used to go and kiss the ground when I went to Greece. Now it's like everything's all, you know, perfect. And it's, oh, oh my God, it's not the same thing. You don't feel the down home uh, ground of Greece. It's really different, really different. People are yeah. different. Um, yeah, it's it's really strange feeling. Well, yeah. But everywhere has to develop. It can't. It can't stay the same. So, but how, to that's my point: is that how ever much changes. how much development is required, yeah. right? You know, do we really need these things to happen? Is development having a Tesco's? Yeah. You know, having a Mart, that's fine. But how much do we need to do? And what is it that makes us a first world country, or <laughs> what makes us a good place? Right? Yeah, it's very interesting. It's something. You it, know, it's that, very interesting. I, I actually one of the, I used to live in Reading in the UK and we got to the point where I, I think they were opening their nineteenth Tesco's right in one town right and I'm like right bye everybody <laughs> went in at the end of my street and I'm like no 
Yes, yeah, so it's like when gentrification <laughs> comes in, you know, what is it I want when it gentrifies? Like for me, it's like clean it up, make your shop pretty. You should have your shops, but we don't need to go and have, you know, these big things and destroy buildings. Thank God we don't destroy all the buildings here. It's really good. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I don't like too many laws, but, you know, there's certain things we need to agree upon, right? Yeah. You know, do we really want a skyscraper going out, like going up a huge apartment? If we do, where would we put it? And it feels like our area, you know, I watch our areas and I go, yeah, okay, it's good. You know, things are good. It's not too terrible, right? Mm. So it's very interesting. Well, that that's a lot of subjects, but yeah, the takeaway for today, I would say, is <laughs> um, think about energy impinging on you and what you can look at within yourself to see what changes you need to make in your small space. You know, yeah. even if you're living in a tiny little space, what, what changes can I make? How can I clean up my room? And I am cleaning up the universe. That's the law as above. So below. Yeah. If you're, if you're a mess and you're not fixing it up and you're resentful and you say, hey, I don't have enough money to buy furniture or whatever, that's not going to work. That's what you're sending out. But if you look around and go, Hey, wait a minute. There are a ton of people who are getting rid of furniture. Ton of people. Let me send out yep. the energy. Let me just, when I'm walking, just see, does anyone, maybe my friends have furniture. You don't even, I've, I've seen people go, oh, you know, our TV broke and I had to buy a TV. And, you know, that was an expense, you know, but we did it. And I'm looking at them going, why didn't you just ask? I have a brand new television just sitting there, right? Yeah. So you never know. I still have it sitting there. You know, <laughs> and I don't even know if we're going to use it because we're... my parents have one. <laughs> exactly. Like there's so much stuff out there that's it available that you don't need yeah. to, you know. So I always tell my friends, ask in case I know someone or I have it. Just ask because yeah. yeah. you never know. You just never, yeah. ever know. So, yeah, interesting. All right, my love. I know we both have okay. to go and enjoy your day. And uh, love you very much. And love to yeah. all of you out there. There we go. There's the energy I'm sending out. It's wonderful <laughs> love and joy and bliss. And my bird sends it too. He just came out of my, he crawled through the, oh. my sleeve and came out and drank some water. <laughs> and now he's on his little ladder playing. So he's telling us, time for you to pay attention to me, mommy. Yeah. Yep. I had enough of Eloise and everyone else. Oh, <laughs> cool. Love you well, all. Take care, everyone. Great day. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye.